Boker Tov, we're in the Gemara Moed, Kutten, Daf, Yud, Amit Beis, about 10 lines from the bottom. We've been discussing uh, business, just starting about business, Acholomoyed. So now we get Rava's eighth ruling. Ve'omar Rava, and Rava says, Parkimachia, Kol Shehu Asr, any amount of merchandise. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Any amount of merchandising is not allowed on Cholamoid. Why? Because it involves effort. And, uh, let's see, who's been, Tony was in business. Is it, is a little bit of hard work? <laughs> okay. A lot of effort. You got to appraise, you got to appraise the value, the purchase, and uh, all the other things that are involved. Caring, schlepping, and uh, and sometimes he's going to get a bad deal, and he's going to get upset, you know, uh, especially people in this uh, market now, um, people who are involved in money and stuff like that, you know, uh, deals and this and that. It's really bad. Somebody told me the the multi-billionaires are okay because they can weather the storm. But your average uh, growing businessman, he's getting shechted. And every time they go to meetings, it's just sadness and depression and this and that. So, you know what? Don't do it on Cholomoy, at least. <laughs> Although maybe their minds will be into it. But so, uh, so now, really, so minor buying and selling should have been permitted. But according to Rubber, the rabbi said, anytime. Because you know what happens. You can do a little bit of business. Well, I can do one more. Well, I can do one more. And they end up doing a lot of business. It's one of these, uh, what do you call these, addictive things. There's no such thing as just doing one little business deal for most people. Are you doing one? You go into another, this and that. So therefore, that's Rava's position. Any type of business is not allowed. So we'll have to see where the leniencies will come. That is the base halacha. That is the base halacha. Now, of course, we're going to see there are certain exceptions that permit this. But without any of the exceptions, you wouldn't be allowed to do this. I'm Rav Yossi Bar but Rav Yossi Bar gives the first exception. But if something will be lost, it's permitted. Now comes a huge discussion of what that means. Now we understand with a field, a field that is needs watering, and if you stop watering, the field will be damaged. We understand that. With merchandise, it's a lot harder to define this, and that's why it's open to much more dispute. So here's the way Rashi explains it. If a person will sustain a loss if he does not sell a particular merchandise at Cholomoid, he's permitted to sell it in order to avert the loss. But where he does not gain anything by his selling the merchandise specifically at Cholomoid, it is forbidden. Rashi's comments here indicate that even a mere loss of potential profit qualifies as something that will be lost with regard to permitting commerce on Cholomoid. Now, wait a minute. Didn't we learn at the beginning of the Masechta that the lenience is granted in the case of an irretrievable loss to a threatened loss of the capital, but not to the profit? That's only when one seeks to permit the performance of an actual labor. 
labor, digging, hoeing, real work. Commerce, however, does not entail any actual labor, but simply unnecessary effort. Therefore, the rabbis were more lenient with regard to commerce and permitted it even in order to forestall a mere loss of potential profit. That's how the Chazan Ish understands it. Or, alternatively, the current market value of the merchandise is considered the principal. And any decline in that value is deemed a loss of principal if the merchandise can be still sold at or above cost. In other words, you're holding on to tables. Market value of that table, let's say it's $400. Goods, you got a buyer. Grab it. Why? Oh, let's wait till after Sukkos. It could go down to 300. Now you've lost. Now it could go up, but it could go down too. And therefore, you want to avoid losses. So that would allow that. Although, again, I, that's, I, the second answer makes more sense. The first one, you know, I don't understand. It's it's just, you're not really doing anything. I don't know. A guy selling things, you don't, I call that hard. I mean, you're not digging and hoeing, but going to a, a fair and things like that is very stressful, very hard. A person's exhausted when he comes back. I don't understand the first answer of the Chazanish. That it's it's really not doing any work. <clears throat> okay. Like in, in my previous business, we were supplying <clears throat> fresh produce to the hospitals and to hotels and to ships that they were coming and going seven days a week. I mean, you didn't stop. So supplying them, what are you what are you in actual fact doing there? In that case, we well, actually receiving. When I was young, I worked on a loading dock. No. There was a lot of work there. No, no. The truck brings in the stuff. you got to take it off the truck, put it on the shelves or whatever, no. and then you got to put it on another truck. That's 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 pretty hard labor. Okay, Maybe not for you. No. You're, you're the owner. But what great. about the but workers? We, we had the Africans doing that. Ah! <laughs> they did all the hard work. Yeah, you just ran the phone. <laughs> we ran the business. I worked. Right. So, okay. So, I guess maybe that could be the understanding in creating one shot. If you're not doing the actual work, then that would be uh, a difference. Also, you would take a loss if you didn't sell that. That's, that's what he's saying. Yeah, it will spoil. Yeah. Or you have to always buy. If you stop buying for a week, the supplier may not supply you anymore. The customer will and the customer's not going to buy with you. Tell them I'm not. So that's clearly losing business. So that would be something you could do. You want you want business a whole year. If you tell them, well, two weeks out of the year, I'm not giving you any business. They're going to say, well, we we'll have to go somewhere else. So even though, let's put it this way, for you to make money that week, you got enough money. You could live without working for a week. You put away enough profit in the other 25 weeks. You could close the place down. It's not a problem for you. But if the, the people who you're supplying to say, well, if that's the case, no more relationship with you. Now you don't have any business, and that's going to affect you in the long term, True. big time. True. So that, that becomes a critical. So you have to evaluate if you're able to do it without. So let's say you have a factory or whatever. You have a, 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 you're a merchandiser, right? So if now we know, for example, Christmas, everybody closes. It's understood. The whole world closes. So if you're able to 
this no, tell your suppliers, uh, the people you, your people who supply you and the ones you supply, that for these two weeks I'm not available. And if they're okay with it, fine. But if they're not, then you obviously have to uh, be involved with that That's to not true. lose uh, a lot of your parnas. Question? And you've got a hotel that's supplying meals a day to the clients. They can't have a delivery. No, sir, you can't. That's right. You can't tell a ship you have to wait for the next day because they're going to pay extra landing costs. It's just it's just a type of yes, business. Yes, 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 yes. Day to day to day and now, now, now. Right. Then, 365 days a year, am I? Yeah, so let's say, let's say on the other hand, let's just say you have a furniture store. I have a different store. So you have to look at it, you have a furniture store. Nobody has to have furniture that day, right? You're not supplying hospitals, hotels with furniture every day. So you could be closed that week. People go, oh, okay, I'll have to go another time. Whatever business you would have made, okay, that is real potential profit. But if you, you, you made enough money that you can be closed, so that kind of store, you should really close. So it really depends a lot on the nature of the merchandise. Well, we used to get, in Japan, they have something called Golden Week in the springtime. Roller? Golden Week. Golden. 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 Golden, golden oh. Week. And the country closes down. Yeah. All the factories, everything stops. And we would get emails a month before saying, tell your customers, if they don't order by this date, they won't get till this date because nothing ships, nothing goes. Yeah. So it happens. So if you let... The whole country has it now. Right. Okay. 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 Stores itself. Not because you're Jewish. What? Stores that were selling food for people to eat. Oh, that's different because that's Tzorchimolet. If if you have a store uh, that sells gross, a Jewish grocery store, a Makolet, whatever. In Eretz Yisrael, it's, it's all, almost all Jews, right? So people need to eat a Cholamoy. You got to keep the store open to be able to feed people. That's a Tzorech Moed. People need that. And yeah, so there is... And then the suppliers have to ship the flour and all that stuff and all those things have to happen behind the scenes. That's right. People want to have challahs for Yontif, for Cholamoy. Yeah. So everything that needs to make a challah to be sold has to be done. It's got to be fresh. Huh. It can't be, well, we'll do it all a week in advance. There's no freezers in the days of the Talmud. So every day, so you can, again, all that supply chain, that, that's, that's the big word now, that supply chain, anywhere along that supply chain that ends up with food on the table, on cholamoid, has to be done. And even really anything for the day after. You can't stop the food chain on cholamoid even for food that's coming after cholamoid because we gotta eat after cholamoid too. We can say, well, really we do this we cut the weed, or we do this uh, before Cholomoyed. Fine, so you don't have to do Cholomoyed. Yeah, but if you don't do it Cholomoyed, then the day after Yontif, Cholomoyed, there's no food at all. So there's are things that have to continue to happen. That's why it's good to have a lot of Goyim in your world, so they can do that work. And you know they, they're happy to have Parnassah, and they do certain work, at least so it doesn't... There's two aspects here. There's also, where's your mind on Cholomoyed? You know, if your mind is completely in the business, so to the degree you can get your mind off it without it adversely affecting the business, you try to. But those are issues. So that's all according to Rashi. What yeah. if you have, like, in modern day time, like you have Who? modern day time, say you have an investment, you have Apple stock, and then you, you know, you're in the car and it's home and you're, Apple went up 50 bucks. 
can you go and sell it? Yeah, because that's not a click, click, click. But yeah, and that's going to avoid that's going to avoid financial loss, obviously. Because that's and that's not really much effort. Zero effort, really. It's like there, there's no tirch at all, as opposed to. So is is it the tirch more than your mind? Your mind is focused uh, on business, or is it the tirch? Well, you should not be sitting all day long at the stock watch, exchange. You're not watching. It. You know what I'm saying. But anything that's like a, a, a little temporary thing, right? I mean, it's, it's then, you know, and since you're not actually doing anything, and it and it's not really like merchandise per se, because normal merchandise is like Tony. It's, he's on the phone, okay, deliver the vegetables, sell the vegetables, deliver it back, find that, you know, but here, there's nothing happening. There's nothing moving. The stock doesn't move per se. It's just something that goes on your computer and in the bank or wherever the thing in your portfolio. It just says you have this, you don't have this. There's nothing really happening to the naked eye, so to speak. So it doesn't look like things are going on. So um, and and certainly if if your broker says better sell it now, you're going to take a huge hit. Or you can make a lot of profit, you know, then why not? Because that's, uh, and usually a lot of profit means avoiding a lot of loss at the same time. Tosos, however, maintained the permit of merchandise that will be lost applies only to loss of actual principle, where the merchant will not be able to recoup his actual cost if he waits until after Cholomoy, but where he will simply not make as much profit on the sale after the festival. That is not deemed a loss of principle, and he's forbidden to make the sale on Cholamoid, see Orachaim, etc., etc., but uh, we've already discussed it. Yeah, that's a bit of a challenge. What? Once, you, once you've got that money, it kind of is yours, even though it's profit. It'd be like a loss of principle. Yeah, well, that seems to be the machlokas yeah. here. Okay, that was that, Alecha. So we already have the rule and an exception. Now we have a story. Ravina Havaleahu Iska. So Ravina had a certain merchandise. Now, what did it go for? He was selling on Cholamoy this merchandise for 6,000 zoos. Okay? So what? He had it. He didn't sell it yet. He's got merchandise. It's worth 6,000. Market value. Yet he waited to sell it until after Cholamoid. So he was taking a risk. He could lose a lot of money because there was enough customers for the entire lot. He had people willing to buy. You want to sell? What's the price? 6000 He sells that. He makes a nice profit, whatever. Fine. But he said, no, it's Cholamoid. I'm not selling. Notwithstanding the leniencies that exist. After the festival, however, he might have to sell it a little at a time, a little at a time, and suffer considerable loss. In other words, he had one big client, the Cholamite. How much stock he got? This much. I'll buy it all. How much? Six thousand. Whoa, great. Sorry, Cholamite. You come after Cholamite, I'll sell. Well, you're not serious. I'm going another customer. Now, what's going to happen after Cholamite? He's not going to get a customer like that. He's got to get like fifty customers to sell it, and the price could go down, and he's going to lose money. So he went beyond the requirements of the law, even though he was allowed to, for sure, because there was a threatened loss. 
So what happened? Then he waited till after Cholamayid. And guess what happened? Vizavna betrayed Ser Alfe. He found a customer for 12,000 zoos. Glory by Hashem. Again, I would say, do not practice this at home unless you're on the level of Ravina. If you're on the level of Ravina, okay. Uh, you have Amun and Hashem, and that means even if you lose money, you say, no, fine, I'm happy to lose money for me to be extra careful in my midst observance. Well, you're entitled to be like Ravina, but you're not obliged to be like Ravina. And if you got a lot of stock and you're afraid that by not selling it, you're going to lose a lot of money, you're within your rights to be able to sell it on Cholam White. So okay. doesn't that bring into question what's happening now? No, no, no. That The market value changed. The market you know price. It went from double? Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. Because uh, he wouldn't. Uh, it, it could be there was a shortage. There was, uh, you know, how is it? How is it in the stock market? You know, uh, uh, futures, futures on oranges. And then all of a sudden there was a freeze in Florida. Then what happened? All of a sudden the price got doubled. That's what there is. If, if there was uh, whatever, uh, certain other people who were his competitors, that their vote sank. And now there was a short. He couldn't. He couldn't uh, do. You're right. So it had to be a situation where the market value changed. Next story. Again with uh, Ravina. Ravina have a masik zuzi bene akra de shanvosa. Ravina had a monetary claim against people who were living in the region of the banks of the Shanvosa River. Some explain he was claiming a loan payment. Others say he was claiming payment for a business transaction. So he just wants to go and collect the money that's owed to him. That was the situation. So, also the commander of Ashi, he went to Ravashi to ask a Shiloh. Amrle, he says, Mahu What's the law regarding can I go and collect the money for payment? Now, obviously, it's an ideal time to do that. Because they were at home and not at work. Now, people you want to collect money from, you can go to their house and say, sorry, he went out on business. Nobody's doing business. People are home. So the people who owe me the money, I know they're at home, so I know I can get my money from them. That's why he wants to go out Cholamoy. So what did Rashi say? Since this is the time you can find it to collect the money, and you won't find them so easily on another day. So what is it like? It's like merchandise that will be lost and is permitted. Okay, so it's decreasing the likelihood you collect the money. Okay, now here's the question. Here's the question. I understand. First time he's going beyond the letter of the law. Why is he even asking? If he's a guy who goes beyond the letter of the law, so go beyond the letter of the law here too. So how is it not an inconsistency? Well, let's look at the difference. The merchandise for 12000 is there, and it can, it's maybe will go down. Not necessarily will go down, but you're allowed for that. Uh, here... The guy owes you the money. <laughs> okay, you're already suffering a loss. You're in the, the, the loss position. If you don't get that money, you lose. In other words, if, right? Because you've got to collect it. 
At the first case, he was holding on to the merchandise. It's no reason to say he's going to necessarily lose any money. It could stay the same. But here, the guy owes you the money. You're already at the loss. So you don't collect it. You don't remove the loss. And if you're not in the position, you know how uh, certain people are when you want to collect money from them. They make themselves scarce. And now he won't have money for months and months and months. And that's a loss. So therefore, for that, you don't that far to go beyond the letter of the law, you don't have to go. But to just to go that you don't, uh, you know, for sure get the profit, okay, that, you, you want to go beyond the letter, that's fine. Tanya Nami we have a similar idea in a price. Regarding idolatry in a similar ruling. What's the Allah say? Remember, the Goyim have their special holidays. And we're not allowed to do certain business with them before the holidays because they're going to think that their uh, God blessed them and all this and we're sort of uh, helping them out. So what can we do? You can go to a pagan fair. In other words, a commercial fair conducted by idolaters. It coincides with the pagan uh, holiday. Okay? So now you can do that. And you can purchase from them animals, slaves, maidservants, houses, fields, and vineyards. now. It's their Goyish holiday. Uh, and you can write up Umala and record the transaction even in their courts. Okay, even though um, it accords honor to them, but and they may. They may, uh, you know, praise their gods, but you can do that because that's, it's just, you just want to do business. Why? Because it's the equivalent of saving one's property from their hands. Since the only way for the Jewish buyer to protect himself against the seller reneging. In other words, the guys, you could sell it to him on, on terms to pay in 30 days. Come in 30 days, I never sold, bought it from you. Well, here's the document. It's forgery. So you go into their court not because you believe in their court, but you have to have a way to collect from the guy. So you're allowed to do that. Okay. Now, so there you see that, uh, so now, Rav Shor, so that's the similar idea. You don't want to lose out. Rav Shor Barashi. Rav ruled, it's permissible for Chiyabarashi, Lemigdal Ore Becholdemoid, to make fish traps on Cholemoid. My timer. Why? First of all, you want to make the, catch the fish to eat on Yontif. It's a mice head jidhu. It's only a work of an amateur. You don't have to have a professional fish net. I will easily usher, but it's forever to make bird nests. Uh, why? My time up, mice umanhu. That is craftsman work, and it's not permitted even on a yontif. Rabbi Yehuda, Sharil Ami Tanura. Rabbi Yehuda ruled it's permissible of Ami to the oven maker. To do what? On Cholamoit? Lamigdal Tenure. To build new ovens on Cholamoit, even though it's the work of a craftsman. But this is what you need to make food. For food, you're allowed to do this. And also, Lurav Bar Isbi, Aspi, and he allowed Rabba Bar Aspi, Lamigdal Mahulsa, to make sieves, okay, since it's to prepare food, flour, and even though it's craftsmen. I, the Gemara says, Aini, is this so? Vahatani Rabba Bar Shmuel. Didn't Rabbi Shmuel say, they all agree you may not make a stove in Isha Cholamoid? Where answers, there's a difference. Lo kasha, kan bimosachama. Where did Rabbi Yudah permit it in the summer season? Kan, where it's prohibited, is bimosachama in the rainy season. 
In other words, the Brisa says you can't initially do it in the rainy season. If the weather is summery, as can happen during Pesach, the air is dry, the clay will dry quickly. It's not a big deal on Cholomoyed because the oven will be available for Cholomoyed. But in the winter, it could take a week till it dries. So if you make the oven in Sukkot time, let's say, which is the winter time, it won't be ready for Cholomoyed. And you're not allowed to do work on Cholomoyed for after Cholomoyed. So therefore, it depends when the thing is going to be ready. We now got up to the Mishnah, perfect place to end the year. And we'll start the new year tomorrow on Monday, Mirza Shem, talking about making railings on Chol Hamoyed.